Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. I'm going to like embarrass myself myself here. The fuck is Tumblr? It's like... I never knew. It's like like TikTok kind of, but instead of all videos and stuff, it's... You could post pictures or memes or like Facebook. It was this like everything. But it was like unmonitored. Yeah. Yeah. So you could like post like inappropriate shit. And stuff. Yeah. The, I literally went from like seeing pictures of puppies to seeing porn to then uh, seeing someone getting their head chopped off. Like there's no oh, censor at all. So it's kind of like Twitter. Yeah. 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 The Haunted Estate. Alright, you guys are on. Okay. You picked the wrong time to do Botox. Yeah, I really did. Oh, Taylor. They're not fun. It's like right in my brain. Is that the botulism? Is it going through into my soul? I think so. If you guys are wondering why I look a little wonky today, it's because I got about 900 needles in my face. Um, I decided to fill the lips, which I don't want the comments because I do it all the time and no one says anything. I look crazy today because it's swollen, but that doesn't matter. So I'm going to say welcome back to the Haunted State here with me, your host, Selena Myers. And I have a very special guest today. What's your name? My name is Shaney. I give you no warning that we were recording. No, I just, I just went with it. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's how we started. We started with something where I'm just like, yo, what's up? But the interesting thing about the episode this week is I'm doing a little something different. I decided that I'm going to start a series on here that I'll see a fly. Why are the bugs alive? The ADHD is strong over here. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, I've seen it moving. The see one moving over there. And I'm like, mm, how is this happening? <laughs> that's one weird thing about this, this cottage in the bathroom. There's always like 12 flies and I want to save them. But yeah, we're going on train. Now I'm telling you guys what we're going to do. I, I really want to start a series here. I know we usually talk ghost stories and stuff like that, but The Haunted Estate is more than that. It's always just been a really interesting a really interesting show where we kind of talk about different things. And I want to start a series called Life Story, where I'm going to bring on people that I find really interesting and have lived interesting lives in you know a different kind of way. 
and I want them to tell their stories from the beginning to where we are now. I was explaining it earlier to Shani. I'm like beginning to end. Yeah, beginning <laughs> to end. And I was like, wait, no, beginning to where we are now. You're not coming on this show to die, but think of the views. Oh, that. I mean, maybe I'd be famous after that. Give me some money. There you go. <laughs> oh, how? I'll just plant it on top just, of your. Just give it to my sister. Dang. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we're, we're being considerate. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I Shani is someone who I've known since when. <laughs> Grade four, at least. Grade four. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I just almost barfed on the mic. That wasn't your fault. Um, no. <laughs> Grade four. We, we've known each other since we were little. When did you come to town? I've like, always been in Woodstock. Okay. So you just like moved from side to side? Um, I, yeah, basically I went to Algonquin from kindergarten till grade two. No, grade So three. we would have met in kindergarten then? Yeah. Well, I'm a year older though. So I was a year. Did you have oh, yeah. Miss Snyder one and two split? So I feel like you did. For some no, reason. I did not have Miss Snyder. Oh, okay. So it must have been after there. Now you, you were held back a grade, right? Yeah, I was in, in grade, which grade? Grade three, but that was at Hillcrest. A different was school. that a split class for you? The first year wasn't, but the second year was. I really feel like split classes, kids either excel or fall behind. Yeah. Yeah. But I've, I've known Shani, we went, you know, through elementary school together a little bit in high school and we're kind of the kind of people where no matter how far we're apart, every once in a while we check in, we see each other every once in a while. And I feel like that's just this weird thing that actually I've been explaining to Taylor because Taylor's, he's, he's turning 22 and I think he's had a little bit of a hard time understanding that like relationships change when you get older, Yeah, which is hard. And it's definitely, you know, life and Life is weird. And that's one thing about you is you've, you've lived a very, you know, different life and you've been through a lot of shit. And yeah. that's why I thought it would be interesting to have you on because I feel like your story will resonate with people and like the way you've speak, spoken out about the things that have happened to you, it might give other people the confidence to do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. We met in grade school. And I think when you, when I kind of did know you, you were already just with your dad, right? Yeah. 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 My mom was diagnosed when she was 28. So I was eight, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, no, that's always crazy. I remember my mom when, cause your mom was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, right? Is yes. that, is that it? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. I should have said that, that she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I remember you telling me stories about your moms and about your mom and it was so different from my mom because my mom had a mess, but I feel like it was in like a very different way. Yeah. I feel like with your mom, it was like your mom's body went first. Yeah. And now it's gone mental. Yeah. The mental part, not mental. Like, you know, no, yeah. yeah. So my mom was losing her memory and and memories and just that's how it showed up first yeah so um, her body was fine right and, it was and wrong yeah so like she was very aggressive with men like I think like she I didn't really obviously know her as a person but like things that I put together and knowing what I've put together about her I think she was very sexual as a person beforehand okay before my dad and whatever even like she was sexually abused as a young child Okay. By family members. And then was with a guy at 16 that was married and had his, was, got pregnant and then lost, had to t get rid of the kid. Okay. Was so she was young. Yeah. So she was like. She lived a life. Mm -hmm. Was that weird? Like, what is your like earliest memory of her? Or like, like your first kind of thing that you can remember if uh, you can. I have, well, just like random memories. 
this is a random thing in my mind that goes to me in like red shorts. I don't know why red shorts and this striped black shirt. My mom's just sitting on the, the deck steps. Like I still have live in the same house that I've always lived in, mm-hmm. um, in and out obviously, but I'm, it's always still my home. Yeah. Um, so just running around in the backyard and she's just sitting there watching me. And, but there's another memory for sure that sits with me is my mom used to, she had a hard time being alone before my sister was really around to be like social. Yeah. So my sister and I are two and a half years apart. And so uh, my dad would go to work and I'd obviously be in bed sleeping, but my mom would wake me up at like eight, o'clock, nine o'clock at night after my dad had gone to work and we would watch like cops <laughs> or real life ER and stuff like yeah. that. And then we would play cards. And I remember just playing, sitting on the carpet and playing war and things like that with my mom. Yeah. And like, I remember her smoking cigarettes and just bugging her all the time. And I remember she caught me one time pretending to smoke with a cigarette, like a, a butt cigarette yeah. on, in the apartment that we were at. Um, and she just like, let me try the cigarette then. And that was like the end of my life. I was like, oh, that's so I, gross. Yeah, no, I never really smoked after. Like I did a little bit in my teenage, but I never actually got into it. And I still. Smoking is so much cooler before you're allowed to smoke. And then once you can smoke, you're like, oh, this isn't, this no. isn't what I kind of thought it was. So like, how late would she let you stay up? I, I couldn't even remember because it was so long ago. But do you think that was like a start of the part of the decision making type thing that you were talking about with MS? Yeah, I I think, honestly, I don't even know when she would have actually been had that trigger. I don't know if it was maybe when we were born. Who knows? Could have been before. It could have been her whole life, maybe. Did it all seem like before she like went away, did it it all seem to happen at once? Yeah. Because that's how I felt like for my mom. But like, again, it was my mom's body. It wasn't my mom's mind until, you know, more recently. Like, not like my mom was like, completely checked out or anything but like she's not who she was Mm -hmm. but I I remember you know for me it was like around grade seven but my mom went from walking in one summer from walking to a cane to a walker yeah to a wheelchair in the matter of two months and I'm always like what what made this happen yeah um what I remember from my mom like when she was first learning the diagnosis and whatever it was like her legs she'd be walking and then her legs would be giving out and like they thought it was something in her back and she had back surgery and this and that and this and that like they she had um doctors coming from the states and stuff to try and and diagnose her her. like people from all over it was i didn't even know this actually until pretty recently my dad told me this there's still a lot of stuff i feel like you'll never have answers like you'll never you know and that's the thing with ms like i've seen a lot of people getting diagnosed with it because like it's kind of around our age that a lot of it happens and mm-hmm. I'll never forget my mom telling me this story where she's like yeah we went into my my doctor called me in and called dad in and he said you have a mess and he's probably gonna leave you <laughs> and uh, I can't believe like in the 90s like things were wild yeah <laughs> my mom didn't tell anyone that she was diagnosed for a long time like I don't even know how long she actually had it before yeah she told anyone I, I know that she didn't tell anyone for a year but before then like who knows how long maybe she was feeling like something was wrong so did she like leave you guys and go immediately into a, like a home situation or did or did like your parents break up or so um my mom during this entire thing my dad would go to work you know do the dad thing you know my mom was 19 when she met my dad my dad was 34 okay. so there's a huge age difference 
So my dad was definitely ready for kids and my mom wasn't. And I don't know if the fact that she just had a bad upbringing or whatever, being young, maybe MS, who knows? Yeah. Um, she just, she wasn't a really a good mom. She wasn't a bad mom, but she was very forgetful. Like okay. I can remember my dad telling me this now that he would be like, did you feed the kids? And she'd say, no, I forgot. But it's because she was so busy on the computer and like, I don't know if maybe she had ADHD too. And she was super hy hyper fixating on the internet because yeah. it was just the time of the internet. Like, um, ICQ. Uh oh, you know, that sounds familiar. My dad, literally, I had that as a text tone for a while. And my dad's like, you have to get rid of that because it's so triggering. Reminds him. My dad, my mom would be on the internet for hours all day, not taking care of us, talking to guys on the internet. Oh my and gosh. so I don't know if she would have done all that if she had didn't have MS or if that was just her or, you know, but then um, she met this guy and then ended up taking off with him. Oh, okay. So then we were left with my dad and we stayed with my grandma for a while. We lived with my grandma for like two years. I remember my mom always saying that she always remembered watching your dad walk you and oh, sorry, your sister. Yeah. <laughs> walking your sister to school. Um, and the, the, how sweet hand. that was always holding his hand she <laughs> thought it was the sweetest thing and he walked you guys to school forever yeah I, like i didn't even care he could have walked into school at grade eight probably i think at that point like he was still kind of doing something like that at that yeah. point but my mom always watched that and was always like you know that's that's wild so when did your mom kind of end up you know in, in a home like what was the brain like did you lose track of her or um I, well, my mom came back from meeting this guy, right? And then we moved in with her. And it was about two, three years probably that I lived with her and this guy. Oh, wow. And then she got really sick, went to the hospital, and then he disappeared. Obviously. Just like how it goes, you know, you yeah. get sick. Mom has so many problems. She's in the hospital. Basically told at that point, she's not going to have much longer. Ugh. So, and that was my entire life of, oh, she's got this long. She's got this long. You know? Doctors, like it kind of blows my mind. I'll never forget when my mom first got sick that summer, they said this, this doctor literally came in and sat down with my mom and said, you know, this is what your life's going to look like. It's not fair for you to go home and put this on your family. Mm -hmm. You need to just go on home and let them go. Yeah. And it was, it was Irene Teagues that came in and said, don't listen to him. You have a family to take care of. You have to go home. And I wouldn't have had it any other way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one thing too, I want to talk about like uh, multiple sclerosis for people who don't know. Um, it's a disease. It's, it's progressive for a lot of people and it shows up in completely different ways. Yeah. Some people like my mom, so it's lesions on the brain and it's like, if there's a message going through your body, it's like, it's the road is broken kind mm -hmm. of. So for my mom, it was very much her, her legs, her mobility. Like she couldn't walk, she couldn't care for herself, but there's other people where it just really, they're just tired. It, or it's you know it's it's something like like that and it's the kind of thing when you're just like ms it's like you have no idea yeah this my mom is a turned, surprise bag we don't know what's gonna happen yeah my mom turned into like a young child at one point it once really? it like she went from not knowing right and wrong she'd be at my house i can remember when she was moved into the nursing home mm -hmm. she lived in crescent care for too many years and that was horrible like imagine being 30 years old in a nursing home 30 years old yeah with like me and my sister would go and my sister had really short hair and this is one thing that really still traumatizes her to this day is this lady coming up to my sister and being like me little boy give me a kiss stuff like that like things like that it's it was really hard to continue like to see mom decline in that way you know like yeah and i think no one ever pushed us too because it was like 
No. So, yeah. So, so she went in the hospital. The guy takes off. You go back to dad. I actually went and lived with my grandma for a bit because my dad was still working. Okay. So my, I lived with my grandma for like two years. And then my dad got dis- hurt his back and got disability. So then yeah. we were able to go back and stay with him. So then we were with, obviously I lived with dad forever. So like by the time you were, what, you would have been around 10. Your mom was in Crescent Care. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then she went to, she could be able to leave that place. Like, you know how most, most like nursing homes, care homes, whatever, they're very secure. Yeah. My mom would be sneaky. And like, even though she couldn't remember things, she remembered past codes. (laughs) So one thing, one thing she always did really good was like puzzles and things like that. Like crossword puzzles. Things that should keep you sharp. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that's helped her at that point, but she would leave there. She'd sneak out and she'd show up at our house. Aww. Like, you know how far Crescent Care is from, like, so it's across, across town. town. It's across town. Yeah, and then she was up near um, Blossom Park, which is yeah, 15-minute walk. At, yeah. And then she would just show up at her house, and my dad would have to have police come pick her up, take her home. When she showed at, up at your house, did she, like, want to stay? She wanted to stay, and she'd always be begging my dad to stay and whatever. But, like, <sighs> my mom, I think, often forgot that she broke my dad so broke his heart right yeah yeah that that's the crazy thing too like so she couldn't be on her own like which is she the kind where she she wouldn't have been able to like she'd leave a stove on she'd like do that kind of stuff oh yeah she definitely she would have she the there's a trigger in your mind that tells you you're not hungry anymore yeah and that didn't work for her so she would have eaten herself to death that was like (sighs) the main thing i think she stopped like being able to physically like remember to brush her teeth she lost her teeth really early on it seems like it weirdly sounds like some versions of like dementia and alzheimer's a little yeah bit. that's how i would describe it to someone who wouldn't know wow. like because but then you could go and try and describe it and it wouldn't be anything like it like yeah because com- my experience was completely different mm-hmm. my mom was really really sharp up until you know you know not long ago and she's still sharp but like again i feel like she's fought for so long like mm-hmm. my mom's gonna be 62 and that's just, that's, that's mind blowing. Yeah. My mom's brother had MS for three years and he went from normal to dead. So this, that's, and that's pretty rare yeah. too for, for siblings to have it. Yes. Well, what, what was his even, kind? Not even just that sibling. There's, an, there's two other siblings that have MS. There's another sibling of my mom's that has other problems. It's, it's, it's really weird. Like they have say they it's not you? Jeanette. No, I don't. Do you I'm, want imagining, to know? I'm imagining that's that would be money. I no, have it's no under, idea. No, it would um it would be under healthcare. You just go to your doctor, you get a referral for a MRI. Okay, I definitely will look into that. But if you that's want to. literally <laughs> always in the back of my mind. It's like I have random things like yep. numbness, random feelings, you know. Like I was so scared. When I first got sick back before I found out I had Meniere's disease, which mm-hmm. is vertigo, vertigo related, I was dizzy and I remember my doctor just being like, it's complete silence and being like we're going to check you for MS. And I'll never forget getting that MRI, having to wait weeks, going for that MRI and just every day sitting there because look, my mom had declined so much over the last years. And I'm just like, I don't know if I, like, she's a strong woman. I don't think I'm strong enough to live that way. Yeah. And I'll never forget it was 7.45 AM. Adam was, I think he had just left for work. Phone rings. I'm like looking at, it, I see it says Dr. <laughs> Sorry, blur. Robin, you pulled my doctor's name. Um, <laughs> but uh, I saw the doctor's name. 
and I picked up the phone and I go, hello. She's like, you're good. I just want to start with that. And I'm like, okay. But then, then I go to an appointment and he's like, this doesn't mean that you won't later. Yeah. It's, and then I have triggered, these moments like where cancer. like, I like, yeah, like I have drop foot. I'll fall mm-hmm. over or I get really dizzy or I, I'll have a numb patch. Cause like for my mom, it started with a numb square on her leg when she was pregnant with me mm-hmm. or my brother. And then it was like a weird little blurry spot in her eye. Yeah. And that's like, that's how it started. It was so, it's something like, have you ever had a numb patch? Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had a day where your eyes are a little blurry? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we wouldn't have thought that this was literally MS. Sorry, I got the hiccups. And I live, we both probably live that fear. Cause like I said, MS is a trigger. Yeah. It's like cancer. Everyone has it. You could just wake up and Hey, I have it now. Well, and it also like gets triggered by events in your life. Yeah. So I'm always afraid of something big and bad happening. Or if I get really upset, cause like having an autoimmune disease, like I have, when I get really stressed or I let things get to me, I'm good. I know I'm going to be sick. I know I'm going to have a flare up. I know I'm going to have vertigo. Luckily, Meniere's disease is nothing like having MS. Like I know that it's something that's going to kind of burn itself out. I've found ways to tolerate it. It doesn't like affect my life every day, mm-hmm. but like it's always in the back of my mind. Right. Yeah, it's going to happen. It will never go away. No, you should get checked just if you yeah, want to. Though. No, I definitely. Maybe not knowing is better. But the way that they do I, treatment now, I don't though, agree, to be honest. No. I would rather know. You'd rather know? Yeah. Well, they have treatment now. And if you start treatment earlier, mm-hmm. because um, I have a different family member, actually not on, on Adam's side of the family, they just got diagnosed. But kind of like, the, it's like cancer. The earlier you catch it, yeah. the more can be done for you. My uh, first boyfriend, his mother had it also. So, and she is like, you would never know. Like, she's a little slower. Yes. Joint sore, whatever. But mm-hmm. and then there was a girl that we went to school with, and she was in a wheelchair. She, um, in high school, she had a mobile scooter, and she was really young. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. She was a part of the MS Society. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think she's still around. The one on Adam's side of the family. Um, she's just tired. Yeah. But other than that, like she gets tired easy. But other than that, she's she's doing really great, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, unfortunately, your mother has since. Yeah, um, my mom passed away in 2011. Wow, that so, long ago now? Yeah, it's been 11 years actually. Wow. Yeah, September 5th. And you were, so you were. I was been... 21. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I hadn't seen my mother for a good year before that as well. Had so, she changed so much that it was just too hard? Or Yeah, and it was like, I was 21, right? And like, as, as the years progress, you know, you you grow up and you're like seeing this person that acts like a child that drools on you. And like, like she had no teeth. I can remember her literally drooling cookies out of her mouth or shoving cookies into her pants. Cause like, you just don't know right and wrong. It was embarrassing. Yeah. I brought in a boyfriend around her hair and she would be aggressive, like trying to make out with them. Like she, she didn't know better. She was very That's so aggressive hard. towards men. She you couldn't have men around. So my grandma always took us. So it's like my dad, obviously wouldn't go or he, yeah. he would have if he had to yeah but. that must have been like I can't imagine that like I remember my mom when my grandma was dying of cancer like she started doing kind of weird stuff like that mm-hmm. um but like it was especially at that young age like being in your early 20s like everything you're still so uncomfortable with your own self yeah to have to see somebody else acting that way and it's hard to wrap your mind around the fact that they don't understand you know what they're doing yeah and I also had just moved out on my own too so I was like we have my own fun you know yeah. party you know and then I remember laying on my couch and I woke up. My dad called me at seven in the morning. Your mom's passed. I'm like, what? He just opens with that? Yeah. 
And I, I could hear my sister crying in the background. So it had like just triggered in my head what he had said. And then he repeated it. And I like screamed and my roommate at the time like ran out and said, like, I thought you bro- had broke up with someone. Or at- I'm like, do you really think I'd be crying this hard if someone dumped yeah. me? <laughs> like that was my actual tone. Like <laughs> there's just, there's always this like, like, I don't know if you had this, but for me, there's always this hope that like, maybe they'll get better. Yeah. Like, like I know it's bad. Like, it seems like we can't come back from this, but like now there's no chance for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy to deal with that at 21. Yeah, I had a lot of regret, especially, like I said, because there was so much that I didn't know about her. Yeah, like, the you, questions, right? You have, you have had your mom mm-hmm. I'm so your thankful. whole life. Like, she, you've gotten to know her, and that's I've had to piece part of my mom together. It's from, a whole for you. From stories that may not even be true, or, like, my dad doesn't really tell me a lot about my mom. I don't know why. Just, like, you just know... It's just word of mouth. Yeah. Like you didn't hear it from her. Through therapy, basically, I have to like make my own story about her. It's like, I don't know if she was a good person or a bad person because of the things that she has done to my dad, myself, my like my family. Was that because of MS or was that because of her? Was she a bad person or was she a good person? Yeah. And like not knowing of that alone was that killed me. And my mom's siblings were all like, I'll help you so much when after all this, like you just ask me anything, blah, blah, blah. No one helped me ever. She had seven siblings. No seven. one, no one ever answered any of my questions. My aunt tried to like charge me when my mom passed away because all of my mom's possessions were her clothes, random children's stuff. Like she was toys. Yeah. She, the most expensive thing she had was a computer, which wasn't even hers. The government gave to her. Yeah. Um, but my aunt was the guarantor of, the will yeah and my aunt's very greedy money greedy always has been it's like look at my fancy ring huh yeah marrying good you know type thing Ew. um yeah i and, hate people like that yeah and so she tried to charge me with taking my mom's things without asking her first like my, she didn't get to go through my mom's stuff Ew. so the police called me and they're like saying like you're not complying with whatever I can't even remember the exact words that were said but I'm like have you looked at the will because everything is willed to me and my sister so technically everything is mine yeah and I'm like come back to me when you read that there's yeah there's no like I don't know the game but like sometimes I feel like people have these power moves where they just need to like keep establishing their power on you yeah my that aunt, is such a piss off. My aunt likes to walk all over everyone and I wasn't letting her walk all over me and she did everything she could even probably still will to this day. Like if she sees this or hears it or whatever, you know. Well, if you're watching. But I'm, I am like her as well. It's like <sighs> as much as I hate well, We're made up, we're, weirdly, we're made up of the bits and pieces that made us, which mm-hmm. is, which is a weird thing to think about. Like it's that nurture versus nature thing. Like how much of us comes from how we were treated and how much comes from our DNA. Yeah. Which, which is crazy. But yeah, by, by that 20, 21, you've already lit, you had already lived through a lot of like other kind of like crazy shit, to be honest. What would you say are some of like the biggest kind of, I don't know how to say it, not things that made you, but just things that, you know, the, the, how, what's, I don't want to say the word traumas, but you know what I mean. Tell me your trauma. Yeah, tell me your trauma. Um, this is our new show. We're calling this, um, Trauma Dump with Selena Spooky Woo. Doug <laughs> um, Taylor likes it. Why not? Like you need a, 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 a 
you know, couch thing. Yeah, we have like a, like I just sit there like this and then and we have like a nice thing of different meds we can take to open us. We got some Xanax. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I, I said earlier that my mom was pretty sexual and stuff and whatever. Yeah. And I think I definitely, okay, so because I never had a mom and dad in front of me. Yes. To show me love, I never saw it. And my grandma and grandpa were the only other people that I had in my life to show me love. And they were, they just lived together. I remember asking my grandma and grandpa to hug because I'd never seen them do it. Oh, did they have like different beds type of thing? No, they didn't. But I know my grandma married him because she didn't like, she settled. She settled. Yeah. She okay. loved him, but she was never in love with him. And it she, was like a safety thing. Yeah. Right. I feel like she, a lot of women. She do wanted that. to marry someone else, but he didn't want her. So. Oh, and, shit. And she, she, her friend was, had a boyfriend and he lived next door. My grandpa lived next door to this boyfriend. So he was always around and she was always around and it was just convenience. Like, so, yeah. so I literally never had any real love. No views one around you showing you what that was like. Than what was on TV and you know what TV does is oh, sex, God. sex, sex, you know? Yeah. So I obviously went that way too. And I struggled a lot with how I looked. I had a lot of, um, acne in high school early days like really bad pizza faces but like oh, I still have scars now it's like only recently that I've like my skin has just finally started to slow down and it's like yeah I still get pimples sometimes you, it blows my mind acne doesn't go away when you get older sometimes it goes just to weirder places my sister didn't have acne and now she does yeah I didn't I didn't have acne in high school but I go through periods like this spot on my face mm -hmm. is just bad all the time yeah but yeah, as I was saying, so like I was really sexual and I was trying to find ways to make people like me. And the only way at the time I thought was to like have sex with people or like at the time it was sending nudes. Yeah. So I was like sending all these nudes at like this time shortly before my mom had passed. It wasn't even that long that I started sending these pictures. I found Tumblr. And I never knew what to, okay, I'm going to like embarrass myself, my, myself here. The fuck is Tumblr? It's like, I never knew. It's like, it's like TikTok kind of, but it, instead of all videos and stuff, it's, you could post pictures or memes or like Facebook. It's, it's like everything. But it was like unmonitored. Yeah. Yeah. So you could like post like inappropriate shit and stuff. Yeah. The, I literally went from like seeing pictures of puppies to seeing porn to then uh seeing someone getting their head chopped off like there's no oh, censor at all so it's kind of like twitter yeah, yeah 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 okay i don't have i refuse to have twitter i have a twitter i have one yeah i, I don't post twitter. on it i'm afraid yeah i have twitter but i was on there for one day and it got canceled <laughs> because i tried seaweed and i said it was gross and everyone said i was racist i'm like i just don't like seaweed <laughs> <laughs> it is gross though like, yeah. dude i gagged hard and everyone's like that is so inappropriate i'm like I'm sorry. I just, it's fucking gross to me. Don't cancel me. I don't like seaweed. No, me either. Cancel me. <laughs> there you go. I'm not there yet, so it's okay. Um, but yeah, so I was sending news to all the guys that I could get my hands on talking to. Was it like like an attention thing too? Because yeah. I know for me in high school, like I, I really bopped from guy to girl to guy to girl. And I was the same way. Like my power was, I had daddy issues. I honestly yeah. did. And I was just like, oh my God, this guy says he loves me and gives me attention. I will do whatever you want. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I don't have daddy issues. Well, I don't know. Do I have daddy no, issues? I think you're I don't know. I don't know. I have a good do dad, you? but does that make you have daddy issues? I have honestly, I have all the issues and I feel like your dad's not a bad dad <laughs> either, but like we had some times. I love my dad. I have mommy I love my issues dad. just like I have mommy I have issues, mommy like, and daddy issues and I yeah. had a loving parents in front of me. Mm-hmm. It's so weird how different people like like things that could happen to me could be like life altering for other people. Mm-hmm. But then they happen to me and I'm like, ah, no, I'm cool. Yeah. Like it's just it's just how you're built. Mm-hmm. And then have you built yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, so uh, as I was saying, sending all these nudes to people and because of Tumblr, it was like people were posting their nudes on the internet at the time just for fun because it was like you get attention. And I was like, wow, these people are getting attention in the way that I want the attention, even though it really wasn't the right attention. Those numbers are addictive. Yeah, Yeah, it really was. And so there I was sending them to like every guy that I talked to and one way or another it ended up being sent to the wrong person and or multiple wrong people I don't know but it ended up being like baseball cards and I remember that it was it was an era it was like like was that not around like 2016 or or, or it was earlier than that right yeah uh oh 2009 I think yeah yeah okay that's when it really I actually never sent nudes until I was at least 20 so Okay. So it was like only, but it wasn't even a year before this happened. It's weird how like nudes like weren't a thing and then they were a thing. Yeah. And everyone was getting hacked and everybody was posting them. I think like it wasn't until like those phone, finally phone cameras weren't 
Snapchat. Because nobody had the time or audacity to like get their like pixel camera, snap a nude, upload it <laughs> to their laptop computer. <laughs> yeah, all the pictures were angles. Like, that, that's not a good angle for anything. Oh my God, I have so many photos like this. Emo kid yeah, forever. I, I still take pictures with my arm out, but how else do you do it? How else do you do it? <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so the nudes. Yeah, so nudes. Um, I sent them to the wrong people, person, place thing, you know, and um, I woke up one day, literally a month after my mom had passed away and to a random message from, well, actually there were a lot of messages that day. I sent you a message. Yeah. But this first message was from a random guy that I didn't know. And I was like, what? Oh, there's a spider. Wait, <laughs> it's oh, crawling oh in God. The Taylor. That's a good Thomas one. It's really coming fast. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. Taylor. Where is it? On the green carpet. One, yeah. We are just distract. Yes, that is a spider. It's Where is it? It's closer to the yellow. It was anyways. Okay, open that. Like get rid of the wrinkles. Shady it's work. over there. Can you see it? No, it was it was big. It's like, ah! See? Taylor, get it. Get it. <laughs> okay, I think we're safe. Thank goodness for you because we would literally probably run out of here. I know. I was like, it was doing like 20 kilometers an hour. I was like, you're not even looking in the right spot, but I guess it. Dude, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. All I can think is how many bugs are inside of these cars right now. I lay on these all the time. Not anymore. Okay. I don't know. Back even. to this this story. Um, you woke up to messages. Oh yes, thank mm -hmm. you. So I so, woke up to a message from a strange guy, and he was like saying, um, "I hope this is okay. I can't even really 100% remember it, but it was a lot. It was a nice message, surprisingly. Yeah, saying I found you on. Is anyone up? Is what it was, and um, there's a bunch of nude pictures of you and with your name and address like your school like if you've seen the documentary on netflix yeah i, I remember is anyone up? i remember yeah. just checking if i was on there no literally someone from our elementary school messaged me later on josh i love josh i know um he was he's told me that my i had been posted on twitter like they tagged me on Twitter as well. So it's like my high school, my name, my Twitter, my Facebook, um, what high school I went to, what town I was in. I don't know if I said that already. Yeah, but I remember like, like that was the thing. Detail. Like you search by geography, like people would put in their hometown mm -hmm. and on this website would pop up all these like girls and guys and they'd be like, this is, um, you know, Sarah, she's a whore. She slept with my husband. Here's mm -hmm. her nudes. Yeah, so yeah, there's, and then there would be people saying, if you post this person, I'll post this person. It's oh like my God. I do remember passing it back and forth training. like baseball cards. Yeah. What was your blurb about you? Can I ask? Did it say anything? Oh, I can't even remember. Did you ever figure out who it was? I have. No, I really don't. I don't know. I think it was multiple people. I have ideas. I know I have two past ex-boyfriends, obviously, that contributed to it. Oh so. my God. Yeah. I remember seeing it and not like some of them didn't have your face. Yeah. That and, was at the start. Yeah. And I was like, is this you? And you're like, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, there was no 
denying that it was me when I have tattoos as well. Yeah. Like I have two star tattoos on my hips. There's no denying yeah, that, those. That's how I knew that it was. Yeah. Now your dad obviously found out about this. My dad didn't find out until I told him like oh, eight years later. Fuck. Yeah. So like I was dealing with this for eight years off and on By different yourself. websites. So is anyone up eventually got shut down. Thank God. The guys went to jail. All, uh, so like the guy who owned the website. Yeah. Thank um, God. Yeah. So, but that didn't stop anyone because from then it went to, um, uh, Anon IB. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, which still to this day struggles, like not Anon IB, but Anon versions of it. Yeah. It's like, that's where you, it's like a, a thread. You go in, it's like, you can- What do people Ontario. get out of this though? Like, why do people decide to do this to people? I don't know. It's literally, I I really don't know. I, I, what did it do to you? Uh, it destroyed me. I Like, people were messaging me. They knew where I lived. They knew literally my insides. Like, they could find, like, you could have found me as easy as you wanted just from knowing that I lived Like, it's not a- it's not a small town or not a big town. I mean, like, so it wasn't hard to like go out in public. Cause you're like, okay. Oh yeah. I was, I, there's, I know there's people I in the store that have seen my asshole. Literally people would, I had have strangers come up to me. I had people messaging me being like, is my girlfriend on here? Is my boyfriend on here? Like I didn't, I did actually have guys worried that they were posted. It's like, cause like anyone who sent a nude was, you were immediately like, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to send this, I need to be prepared that like grossly that the world is going to see this. Yeah. So <sighs> even though my nudes are on the internet, Shaney did not stop sending nudes. I saw, I remember, I, I, I heard it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I heard that why. you were on there. So I was like, I'm going to see if this is real. Everyone did. I saw your bits. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> and I never would have contributed, but I remember, I, I, I remember reporting the shit out of it. I do remember that. I remember it. You're accidentally butt dialed me and you were talking about it to people at work and you're like her mom just died too oh no <laughs> oh no of course my phone some haunted ass ghost phone i actually never told you this either because oh. i was no i don't did think i say I, anything fucked up no i didn't leave after that i was like i'm i don't want to like I can't believe it, everyone, I was literally was, everyone was talking about it you had called me and talked to me about it and then called me later by butt dial and it okay. was like that. No worries. I just remember, I do remember telling my friend Rod, he was like my work dad. And I remember being like, this is so fucked up, man. Yeah. And he was the one that's like, you should get an F, like you should like get an undercover and figure out who did this. I'm like, I don't think it uh, works that way. I thought you were going to say he sh you should get in on that too. and start. <laughs> <laughs> this was before OnlyFans. Yes, this was. Now, <laughs> have you ever had an OnlyFans? I definitely thought about it. Man, people <sighs> make bank. I heard like Tana Mojo makes like, $400,000 a day. Could you, what would you do with that kind of, like, what would you do with that kind of money? Like one month you'd be like, okay, I'm good. Uh, rescue all of the animals. <gasps> yes, <laughs> that was my plan for out here. Like, yeah. I just want to rescue animals and love them. Yeah. But if you're not around enough, then it's hard. Yeah. Well, that's the plan once this all settles down. Mm -hmm. But Retire, yeah. grow old out here with 47 dogs. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. But yeah, so... Yeah. No. So once, once that all went down, like, how did you get them off the internet? How long were they on until they, um, they were on there for almost eight years on different websites. Um, I would email the people and they don't care. Of course not. The people like the guy, the people who own the websites, it's 
not their problem. And the one website that I was on, the Anon IB, which was Russian based, they um, have no laws or anything like that over there <sighs> for um, image abuse. So if- That's gross. Yeah, so ev that was all allowed. So there was nothing, going to the police here did nothing. It didn't matter. Yeah, so, like what pool do they have with something that was posted in a different country yeah. or a different, a different place? Mm -hmm. It's this uh, badass army. It's called, um, this lady started this badass army is for women who have been in this position with like putting their nudes online and she helps. It's an, a whole website now, badassarmy.org. I love it. Badassarmy.org. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they pretty much will help you find ways to get your pictures down, how to do it legally. Like that's amazing. That wasn't around at when the first start, but at like eight years, this lady had finally met me or found me on the internet and she helped me a lot. And then with that, actually at that eight years, I decided enough was enough because it was, my pictures had gone up one last time. I remember this and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And there was about 40 some odd other girls in Woodstock that had their po post nudes on this page as well. It was like doing the thread. Yeah. It was like, Ingersoll, London, like all of Ontario. And then there's like the States and all the other towns, you know, like they're all there. And so there was at least 40 women. And I was like, this is like enough is enough. So I went into all these other women and uh, then all these other women came to me. And then I went to the police and called the police and they're like, there's nothing that we can do. It's your fault. Like, oh, gross. Gr brush it off. Then all the other girls were calling about it that day too. Yeah. And the police were like, stop calling and um, tying up our phone lines for emergencies. It's like, we weren't actually calling 911. Yeah. So we were calling the phone number, but still like, that's still an emergency. Well, like here's Not like, an emergency. People are so haunted by these. Like think of how many people, like I see it all the time that have, like there was a girl just recently and it wasn't a new, but somebody had posted a fight she had been in and she, she killed herself. Yeah. There's a documentary as well about a girl that's been in the same situation. She took her life. Yeah. Oh, there's so many, like I know that I was to the point, especially like at the start. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, I can't imagine like you just wake up one morning and your body is there and everyone has seen it. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. And we were only just into like the sexuality, like that time. You're of, young, young I'm woman. Still, I was still learning literally my first dildo like yeah I mean, hey here is it everyone can see that too you know like yep no it's it's just it's life altering it was, it was shaming people were shaming me and it was like it was your fault it was my fault but it was never it was only that. my it's like, fault oh you had that assault happen because you were wearing that skirt it's like the same thing no how about we just don't do that shit like yeah. just don't share the photo like it's such a it's such an intimate thing where you you're trusting this person mm -hmm. and then they just Throw it away. Yeah. Yeah, literally, that's one of the things I didn't know. I, I didn't have, I had to tell this person not to share something like that. Like, it's ridiculous. So. I never sent nudes. Yeah, I know a lot of people didn't. And I, I like, just couldn't I get the angles. And I'm like, what? I don't know. I don't think I got angles either, but it got done. <laughs> <laughs> we have to laugh about the dark things. Right, yeah. Makes it feel better. I laugh about it now because it's, it's all made me who I am, right? Right, so. and you're so strong. And I think one thing too is like you, 
you told your story. Yeah. So can we, can you bring that up that poster Taylor? Yeah. So, so tell them about, yeah. So, um, after the eight years of struggling, um, I, uh, went to the police that day, not that day, but at that point I'd talked to the police and then the police made a post on Facebook about these women had been posted, la la la. And I was like, they, I made a comment on the police post that this wasn't the real story. Like, I can't remember exactly what they said, but it wasn't right. It was yep. probably it was, it was blaming telephone, us. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It was again. Oh, of course. Don't yeah. share your nudes. Yeah. T- type stuff like that. And I was, I said, this isn't the real story. And the next thing you know, I've got the Sentinel review, which is our local newspaper yep. trying to contact me. And they're like, well, what's the story then? And then it went from, I went to them and I told them the story about how my nudes have been out for eight years and I've been struggling. Like, and then I went to the police and they're like, poo poo, go away. You know, like this is not my problem. So I ended up getting on global. I was on CBC. I was on the radio. I like CTV was in my house, which was really, it's a crazy feeling. Yeah. So I was interviewed and I had talked to a lot of people in churches and everything too. Cause my, my aunt's really into like church in London. So, um, I was telling my story to church people in London and stuff like that. It's like, but when this happened, I had to tell my dad, it's yeah. like, that was, Cause like he, I, I don't drive. So if I had to go anywhere, dad need to take I you. needed my dad to take me to the police station to talk about it. Cause like <sighs> after I had said that the police weren't doing anything in the newspaper, they don't like that. No. I had the detective calling me being like, Oh, what are you talking about? We're doing everything we can to help you. I'm like, really? Okay. Not my experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. So eventually I ended up getting Later on, I ended up getting my stuff taken down. That whole website was taken down in the time that I was working on it. Wasn't because of me, but part of me. Yeah, helped. loud voices, squeaking wheel gets the grease, right? Yes, yes. It was big news, but it never, like, it didn't stop, obviously. Now there's many more. I got off of it, obviously, because yeah. of shine the light on women's abuse. Yeah. So what, where does that come from and, and who created that? Um, women's London's women's abuse center in London, Ontario. They started this oh, a handful of years ago to showcase women that have been, that have dealt with, um, uh, abuse against, from the hands of men. Okay. So, um, every year they choose a survivor and a victim. And obviously I was the survivor of, I'm a survivor of image abuse. And the woman, the girl that was with me, her name is Madison Frazier. She um, was trafficked, um, sexually trafficked at the age of 19. She had a daughter. Um, She was from Nova Scotia, actually. Um, She was like boxing champion in Canada for a while as well. So she was just like a scholar. Yeah, she was was getting her. And it came out of nowhere. Yeah, she met this guy. He got her into drugs. And then, you know, that's how they do it. They, They groom you. Yeah. And then, so next thing you know, she's being bounced around all over Canada and her mom's trying to find her. The only way that she can keep track of her is on Backpage, which is like Leo's list now. Yeah. It's like, uh, is that what, okay. Leo's yeah. is, yeah, it's, that's a, a page where escorts and stuff can post. Yeah. And it really is a real different, like you can find a, it's, everything it's different. It's dangerous there. as well as like, you can find people that are doing it out of like, like a escort that's legit. Yep. But then there's also that an escort I'm putting in quotations, right? Because they're being sexually trafficked. I've never been against 
the sex industry and sex work, but mm-hmm. there is, there's such a fine line. Yeah. 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 So she got in, unfortunately got into drugs and was passed around for many years. I think it was. Okay. And eventually she was with a John, which is uh, someone who had bought her. And I believe so she was in a car accident. He was drinking and crashed. So she's no longer with us. So her mom came and from Nova Scotia, she's going all over. I'm telling her still, still to this day, like this was in 2018 when this happened. And she's still out there telling her story. Nah. Yeah. Wow. That's it. I remember you up on billboards. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. So it wasn't even just in London. It was like in Switzerland as well. Switzerland is a big part of it as well. Wow. So I was out in Switzerland. I didn't go there, but I had a billboard. Your face has been there. Yeah. My face has been there. I was, (laughs) had billboards. I had posters and in the newspaper. Um, yeah, it was that's, that's amazing though, the fact that, because like, there's so many people who would go through this and they would just, you know, want to forget yeah, or not tell their story. And it's crazy that you've, you've lived through it. You've told your story and I bet you've helped a lot of people. Also I didn't even realize that image abuse was like an actual thing. Like it, it, yeah. it's like, it's an, like, cause at the time it really wasn't like yeah. who, I never knew what image abuse was. And it wasn't even until I had gone like shine the light had contacted me and said image abuse. Like, cause you don't think of it. You don't think of it as an abuse, but it is. Yeah. And think of the trauma that's left on your soul. Yeah. Right. Like it, it's a trust. Like trust how do you anyone. trust people ever I again? Couldn't trust myself either because I made those choices and I was still making those choices. Yeah. But you, you, you trusted people, mm-hmm. you know, we were, we were young and you know, you put your heart out there. It's just like, you could be in love with somebody and be like, I'm going to marry them and we're going to have the best life. And then something happens and you're divorced and you've never met this person that you're divorcing because, mm-hmm. because, because people change. Yeah. One of the biggest supporters of my nude collection was one of my ex-boyfriends. He had a USB and it was folders and folders and folders, not just even me. It was oh, God. different girls a collector. from all around here, around there, around there. And I swear... He said that he was trying to help me, but I really think that like at the start, he may have been trying to help me, but then got into it himself. How is this helping? I don't don't know. Like, I have no idea. I don't know how his mind works. Mm, But he was, he was one of the ones that was dealt with by the police. And so did he, did some of these people end up getting charged? No, no one got charged. Oh my God. Because it's all on the internet and because it's all, um, um, I remember clicking on usernames and trying to like figure out who they were. It's all posted anonymously. <sighs> and again, in Russian places, I'm sure there's through the badass army, they have people who are really techie and they can find things like, like that. Like hack, hackers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But back then I was like, I didn't know about that. We didn't that. know what to do. And I actually had gotten a lot of my stuff removed before I had even had police Help, really and they again scolded me for having my stuff taken down because they didn't get to which like i get it because they couldn't and use track it and tracking stuff. and whatever but but like, like you I, need it down they were as far as i was concerned they weren't helping me it's like it, it was still stop calling kind of thing like yeah no it it's just it just goes to show you it doesn't really matter what like it's it's hard to ever trust anyone but yourself but you had a hard time even doing that. But mm-hmm. like, you don't know people's intentions. Yeah. You think like, oh, this is sexy and we're having fun. But like, 
at the end of the day, we got ourselves, right? Yep. And sometimes we can't even trust ourselves, which is... No, I was my own worst enemy. I still... Who isn't their own worst enemy? So I still am, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. No one sabotages me like I sabotage me. Exactly. And, you know, you've recently... Like we were talking about earlier, you've recently learned about ADHD. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Diagnosed Same. That we're I mean, impulsive. Mm-hmm. We're impulsive yes. and we don't we don't think things through all the time. We're quick to anger. Mm-hmm. We're quick to happiness. We're quick to change, you know, ideas and things. And that in itself is very that's a challenging everyday thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And man. No, no question. Something that like as a part of this series, especially meeting all these people who have, you know, you're the first, but meeting all these people who have like lived through things and experienced things. If you could, you know, it, I don't know if we have to call it advice, but what, let's go for a couple of things. What would you tell younger you? What would you tell 20 year old you? That it wasn't my fault. That I chose to do what I did with sending nudes because I didn't know any better. Like yeah. I, no one showed me love. It's like, I seen love from what was on TV. So it's like, blame the TV, but. It's crazy how we look at ourselves with kinder eyes when we're, when we're older. We were raised by the TV too. So oh God, yeah. Like for us to not see love on TV and not, even now, mm-hmm. like literally now even more so, the TV is just sex. Well, we're just, we're following, everything in the media is these toxic ass relationships. Like we're seeing Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox giving each other vials of blood. And we're seeing Travis um, and Kourtney Kardashian like laying all over each other. Like I have been with the same man for 13 years and our relationship may be different, but like I consider what we have to be like a genuine long lasting love. And it is nothing like any of those. It is, we, we argue sometimes, but we understand that we are very different people and we find a way to make it work mm-hmm. because that's the thing about love. You think like it's this fire and it's going to be there forever and, no. and it doesn't need maintenance, but love is a give and take thing that you, you create and you balance and you've been in a relationship for a while now, right? Yeah. Three years now. Three years. And yeah. what would you say love has turned out to be for you? Oh my goodness. It's a hard one. <laughs> I don't even know. Like <laughs> annoying. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but a good annoying. Yes, right? yes. Everything that I thought I wanted in a person is what I got, yeah. and it's a lot for me because, like, I always thought I was a super cuddly, like, needy person, but yeah. it's turned out that I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> so, I think that's something happens with age too, a little uh, bit. Yeah, but Patrick's I swear, too clingy. He's just like. <laughs> stare into my face like when we first got together he'd just stare at me out of nowhere just for like I'd be sitting there watching tv and out of the corner of my eye I can see him staring at me and I'd literally <gasps> like it just makes person insane like he loves me like I've never had anyone love do me you before like, do you like it though yes yes I love, I love what I needed <laughs> no, I, is, no I, <laughs> I was on the radio <laughs> And it was talking about how annoying your partner is and what's the most annoying thing that um, they do. And I was like, tell me how much he loves me. <laughs> it's, it's annoying, though, when it's like all the time. When I feel like sometimes he's trying to like fill silence with it. Yep. But that's just at least he's not telling you he hates you, too. No. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, I don't think I could do a thing wrong in his in mind. That's so sweet. It's though. very, very opposite to what I've always had. Oh, that's the thing like Adam Adam was nothing like anyone I'd ever dated mm-hmm. and that was good now what's a piece of advice 
You would give to everybody who's listening. Take your time on this one. Definitely trust who uh, you're, if you're going to send some nudes, trust the person, even if you have to say to this person, like, don't do this. And if they freak out because you said don't send it or whatever, yeah. or don't share it, then it's probably someone you shouldn't be sharing. It with. Yeah. I feel like, like, yeah, if you need a warning. Yeah. Like I would never qualm on sending my husband something, <laughs> which is, you know, I, I would never, I would never worry about him because sometimes you can just tell with people. Yeah. Well, it's also just like, you can't, like you said, you can tell with some people, but you can't tell with others. So yeah. just because you're doing something doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah. And like your body isn't wrong. Sharing your body isn't wrong. No. Like putting it in a picture. Like this is one thing my grandma said to me. It's like when I first, when I told her that I was going to be on the news, she says, why do you want to tell the world that you were a bad girl? And this is a thing. What's, what's wrong with sending myself to someone that I think I can trust? Yeah. It's like, that's the way things are these days. You weren't a bad girl. No. I was doing what I maybe I didn't think it was right or wrong. I didn't know. I was just doing something that was felt good at the time. Yeah. I was getting the attention and I didn't get any attention before. Yeah. And that's the thing I, especially when it comes to social media, like it's a monster and you feed it Mm -hmm. and it can, there's so many different ways for it to go. You know, we, we see it all the time with different influencers and stuff like Michaela. I don't know if you know who she is on TikTok. She's like mm. a beauty influencer. Yeah. But like, oh, yes, yes. Sometimes, you know, the truth comes out and things are different, but you're, you're going to get what you put out there. And that's why, like, I try to just put good stuff, but I've even fucked up a few times. And everyone does. But it is. It's as delicate. The Internet is a delicate monster, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful tool and a tool that can be used for evil, but a tool. Yeah, and if your nudes get out on the internet and they do good, you should be making money off of it. Because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> OnlyFans. It, it wasn't OnlyFans wasn't a thing. No, it wasn't. Like eleven years ago. Do you think if OnlyFans was a thing when you were twenty, you would have had OnlyFans? <sighs> Probably. I still think about it now. Like why? Okay, I have an idea or for OnlyFans. Finder. FIFA, you know what? They came to me for a brand deal. Oh my goodness! <laughs> They've been like asking everybody, and I was like. Adam, we can find a way. Um, I have a video on my TikTok of my foot because I had a really weird problem with my foot for like 20 years. It was yeah. like gross. And <laughs> so many people messaged me about my feet just from one video. It's my most viewed video. It's, it's, and it's like my foot's I don't gross. get it. I don't get the foot thing. Like my foot was rotten and on, in between the toes and I was showing and stuff. And oh. like, they're like, oh, show me more. I'm like, mm. what? <laughs> I, I could make Taylor's money face. off of my funky foot. It's, could you imagine? It's all good now. I remember I got, <laughs> I got a DM once and it was just from a man. He's like, I will give you $5,000 to step on eggs. And I was like, no. I'm, um, well, what about no. the girl that farts in the shower and makes money off that? Dude, I want to tell you my idea for OnlyFans. I'm done. All I do is dress my butthole up different. That's so a, like googly eyes. A there's, a guy, there's a guy that does that with his penis. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that on the internet. I don't know where it was. It might have been TikTok, to be honest. Uh, No, not TikTok. TikTok. Tumblr. Tumblr. TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Someone's going to make that now. There's going to be a TikTok out there. (laughs) Probably already is. Honestly? Could... (sighs) There's a website for everything. I wish people were, like, really into double chins. I know, right? And I would just be like... 
Let me put a, put some straws in here. That was you. one of my big TikToks. I wrote like F you on there and I'm just like, like yes, I see. Yeah. That was an old school one. That was an old school one. But I have to say, it is it has been really awesome to have you on. Do you have socials? Do you want people to follow you on socials or no? Yeah, you can find my weird foot TikTok. Yeah, find it. Tell them where um, tell you where you're at. What's your username? Um, I'm bitchpickle underscore thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> on like Instagram, TikTok, You're all that fun stuff. You're bitch pickle on Instagram. <laughs> yes, I'm bitch pickle all over. That's me. Bitch People pickle. ask me what all the time. What bitch pickle means? What does it mean? I don't know. I literally just made it up. But I think people think it's dirty. Bitch pickle. I think people like look at me like, oh, she's like a dom or something. I'm literally gonna call I'm, Taylor bitch pickle from now on. <laughs> You're bitch pickle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks so much for, for coming me. on telling us a story. Is there anything we missed that you want to talk about? Mm. Mm. I don't know. Nothing. I felt everything went so smooth. Yeah. Thank you for being the first, you know, person on for the Honda State Life Stories. Now I have to ask, what would you title this? Hmm. <laughs> Some clickbaity. Yeah. Um. My nudes are on the internet. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> okay, guys, you, you heard it from Shaney, so it's okay. Not, not, not. Well, no, I mean, you probably still could find mine if you really, really could. Don't tell them that. I don't, I can't find them. Okay. So. Well, now but, we're going to, yeah, Taylor, look actually, at his face. You know he's already. If you, can, if you can find them. Let you know. I'm, I'm down for knowing. Like, I'm not embarrassed about it or anything anymore. No, and then we can send it to that army. Well, it's, I'm just curious to see if people are still dumb enough to even attempt it. Right. Cause like track them down. If you're posting me after I've, after I know how to put you in jail and all this stuff, like that's $50,000 fine. Dude, let's hope like not <laughs> that we can find it, but let's hope that like, if we can, we can look at his face. Did you find something? No, no, no. I mean, I kind of hope you do. Cause that will be a huge surprise. Cause it's been like 11 years. How long has it been since you checked? I still check all the time, actually. Yeah. And I probably always will, but I don't really know where to look like I used to. Yeah. The websites have changed. A lot of them are gone. It doesn't look like Taylor's having any success. That's a good thing. That's yeah, a good thing. I wouldn't even know. It's like they, it was even coming to my end of where they were posting. They're getting sneaky with like how they were doing it. It was like how in, they a were thread, labeling in a thread, in a thread, in a thread, like on Discord. So you had to have like a password to get onto it. Oh, I remember the Discord. Yeah. That was bananas. Mm -hmm. Right. Taylor didn't find anything and he's a good Googler because he's a Gen Gen X? Gen Z? Aren't we Gen Z? We're millennials, We're aren't we? Millennials, bit, 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 what? Aren't I a millennial? Because people are like, oh, millennials. No, I've, we don't I've, like Gen Zers or Gen Xs. I just don't like people. I just don't yes. like people. Dogs are my friends. Yeah, dogs are friends. As you get older, you find out that people suck and dogs are better. Mm -hmm. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Honda State here with me, Selena Swikibu and Chaney. So make sure you check out <laughs> Bitch Pickle anywhere that you have <laughs> social media accounts. And don't forget, life is weird. Don't kill yourself. Bye, guys. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that 
and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.